and never beg a man to stay with you. I think that's a great subject or topic to talk about, and I have a lot of thoughts on that. Now, I was frequenting my favorite blog, which is bold.com, bold with an E, and there's a section there that I like to frequent entitled single as fuck, because I'm single as fuck. I'm not ashamed to admit that, and I embrace it every single day. I am living my best life. Now, with that being said, I thought that it was a great topic to talk about because um, I feel like in life, especially when it comes to relationships, a lot of people, I don't care if it's friendships, I don't care if it's uh, obviously dating wise, and also you have um, people who just can't let go of certain attachments to just people, period. A lot of people just have a problem letting go is pretty much what I'm saying. It's really hard to let go. And um, a lot of times because we're unable to let go we allow ourselves to be put in situations that's not necessarily the best for us. And while the title of this episode is never beg a man to stay or why you should never beg him to stay, it also goes for um, men as well as far as women. So I personally, I myself, I personally have never... Ever. And when I mean ever, I mean that with my entire heart and soul. You know what I mean? I'm not, you're not supposed to swear or anything like that. But if I, you know, I, if I could, I'd put it on everything that I do not beg anybody to stay with me. I don't care if it's a best friend. I don't care if it's um, a person that I was dating or in love with, which I have several stories about this. But I feel like by the time somebody is saying that they want to go or they want to leave or they're tired of you, yeah, it hurts. But I think for me personally, what hurt more was the fact that um, the way I saw them or cared for them, you know, through my eyes, they didn't necessarily feel the same way. So I know for a fact that the last time my ex-best friend and I had a conversation, all of a sudden, you know, she was upset with me for like the smallest thing. But I did notice that before that time, she used to just blow up on me randomly out of nowhere she just started to change and I was like what's the where's this coming from whereas everybody else if they did the same thing and they weren't her best friend like she would just let us slide and then finally one day we just had this discussion where she just was texting me and she just was like you know uh, all, all these all of a sudden all these things that she supposedly didn't like about me that I've did she that I thought that she liked just fine about me I thought it was besties I thought we didn't judge each other that was the whole point of that I mean that was the whole premise or foundation of of in my understanding of our relationship so this was new to me is basically what I'm saying and then finally the last thing she said to me was I don't even know why I bother with you girl she gonna say I don't even know why I bother with you so I'm the type of person I guess I got a lot of pride and there's something very much about when you tell me that you don't want to talk to me no more you don't want to fuck with me no more whatever the situation is is like it's something about me that even if I love you and it hurts me to the core I respect myself enough to be like, I'm not going to put myself nowhere where I'm not wanted at. I don't want to be nowhere where I'm not wanted at. I don't want to be anywhere where I'm not welcome at. I've always been that person because in all honesty, it's better to be to yourself or away from that situation or those places than to sit there and be in those situations and put yourself in a situation where in all honesty, you're going to wish you never went or came around any damn way. You know what I'm saying? Because of the negative energy that's there. So I want to spread that message of um, letting people go. Before I get into this article, I'm just going to share like some, I think it's like 10 or 12 points that the 
that the blogger put down. But before I get into that, I just want to share another example of that. So my first love. Now, these are my, my ex-best friend was somebody I knew from childhood. Like, this is before we got, like, our first perms and our first, you know, braids and weaves and then went back to natural type stuff. So I know them a long time. Familiar with her family. And she's familiar with mine, you know, sitting at each other's family uh, dinner holiday holiday times and all these kind of things. So we were pretty close. Now, in the next example I'm going to give you is um, my first love. Now, my first love and I was very close. It was a serious relationship about seven years. My first serious relationship started at 16 and ended somewhere in my 20s, like right around the time I left college. And we saw each other just about every day because we were just that close. You know, it wasn't anything like I was putting that pressure on him or he was putting pre- that pressure on me. So my point with that, I'm saying that only to say that this is somebody that I was used to seeing every single day. It was kind of like my ex-best friend because I had to, I cut her off cold turkey after that. And I think what hurt her the most is that, like, I never, listen, I, I think one time during the week I tried to say, listen, um, I don't know what that was all about the other day <laughs> or last week, but... I'd like to sit down and talk about it. And I think she didn't answer me. And when she did, it was kind of like, I said, you know, that's it. And it was cold turkey after that. So now back to my first love. But I think we had an argument, like one final argument where the last thing he said to me was don't call my phone again. Okay. And I was like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Because not only was he my first love, but he was also like my best friend. So I'm like, every, like I said, every single day, if I didn't see him, it was something that happened last minute in emergency with family or something like that. But there was, or, or, and I would know why, but for the most part, it was like every single day. So I dead ass was hurt. Obviously, it's been seven years. Every single day, I couldn't understand. And I remember that I just, I never, I just never dialed that number again. I never dialed that number again. And eventually, in time, over like eight months to a year later, I changed the number. And I remember I ran into him probably six months to a year after I changed my number. And he was like, "What happened? You didn't call me." I was like, "Well, you didn't fucking call either, motherfucker." I love the people that be like, "Where you been, motherfucker? You won't call." I'd be like, um, my number ain't changed. Y'all know where to find me at. You know what I'm saying? But for, before the time I changed my number, he didn't call. And he was like, but I was only mad for like that. It was like a Friday. He was like, I was, it was a Friday. I remember it was a Friday. I, but by Monday, I was good again. And I was waiting for you to call me. And you didn't call. And I was like, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, like... And I find that even with my bestie, who same thing, I seen her like every single day. I knew her for a long time. I'm, I'm trying to help you all with my personal experience to understand about having long relationships with people, long, long, um, longevity with people. I understand that it's hard to cut people off, but it hurt me more when I understood us to be one way and then they flipped the script. You know what I'm saying? Because let's be honest, I can't be, I'm never going to be perfect. They're not perfect either. And even if it's a relationship or whatever, but the whole fact of like the whole completely, I don't want nothing to do with you, you know what I'm saying? Or I'm leaving you kind of thing. That's something that personally me, I've always had pride to just be like, listen, if that's, you know, like, I don't want to be nowhere where I don't, you know, am not necessarily welcome that. So with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break and come back with the article. All right, I'm back with this article from Bold.com, Bold with the E, by Katie Davies, entitled Never Make a Guy to Stay With You, You'll Always Regret It. And I agree. So she begins by saying, we've all been there. You like him. He doesn't like you as much or at all in that way, which makes him decide to walk away from you. Whether you've only been dating a month or a full-blown relationship of five years, Here's why you have to let him keep on walking. And the first point that she brings up is because that you are worth more than that. Okay. 
She says, there's no guy on God's green earth that's worth crying over. Never mind worth begging to stay. It's the 21st century, for goodness sake. Powerful, independent women don't need a man at all to be successful in their endeavors, let alone one who doesn't even want to be with her. Okay? That alone, before we get on to the rest of the points, is a big deal. Like, you're worth more than that. Everybody deserves to be with someone at the very least. If the money, if they ain't there where they want to be in their career, you know, if they maybe have ways they need to work on, at the very least, everybody deserves to be with somebody that wants to be with them, okay? It's not fair for people to be with someone or to keep pursuing someone that does not want to be with you, especially when they made that clear. This is this, this, this understanding or the lack of understanding of this, that you're worth more than that. And there's other people out there and that you deserve better, which also boils down to self-love. If somebody doesn't have that, it's very easy to immediately go from extremely infatuated with him or her to now being extremely and overly obsessed with him or her. You know what I'm saying? And they, that, that's where the problem lies in it. I've never been a stalker. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what kind of shit I talk on here, whatever. I've never. There's not one person that date me. That's why I love when they be like, oh, you crazy. <laughs> the only one I be like, you crazy, girl. I ain't messing with you because you crazy. Oh, okay, I'm crazy. Every time they leave me, if I ever catch up with niggas, they, they, they always get crazier than me. I be like, if you think I'm crazy, you ain't see crazy yet. You ain't seen. That means that you ain't seen stalker yet. You ain't see. You ain't see crazy. Okay, and the only thing worse than a crazy bitch going after a crazy a, a guy or a woman, whatever, a crazy bitch, period, or a woman scorned is a crazy motherfucking man. Because when men fall in love, they fall harder than women do. So when they get hurt or, or kicked to the side or, you know, I, I don't want to be with you anymore. They can't let go. Things probably going to get escalate and get violent and things of that nature. OK, but it's like she said here. And I like that is like you're worth more than that. It is no man on God's green earth worth crying over, because from what I learned in my experience and even in my life, some of these people we waste our times crying over ain't even thinking about us. They ain't even thinking about us. It's so much time that we waste. I see people, in all honesty, whether they were in serious relationships with somebody or they just were deeply infatuated with someone and it didn't last a long time. I know people who, after they either divorce or get um, separated or broken up from the person, right? Because they can't seem to let go. Like, even though they let go and the person has moved on, like, everything they do as far as dating and anything else in their life is almost like self-sabotaging. Necessary, you know, it's not necessarily that they're growing. Meanwhile, this other person, they might be just as hurt, but they're able to just continue on and not let it be this big thing. Like this person doesn't want me anymore. They move on and they try to find new love and then they ha they find it. Meanwhile, the other person is usually a woman is, is going crazy. Like, I can't believe it. But you know what? You still stuck on things. You know, it's very important to let go because if you can't let go of shit, if you can't let go of something that stinks or smell bad, you know what I'm saying? Like you ain't never going to be able to be able to embrace something that do smell good. Okay, now, now, that was a terrible, that, was, that wasn't that great. Of an, I'm, getting, I'm getting better with my analogies. I'm working on them with my similes. I'm working on that. In the meantime, you just, you know, you fix it up for me and you hear what you were supposed to hear, damn it. Moving on. What else she say here? You're too old for that bullshit, you know? When you was younger, when I was younger, I never, my first love, my, that's he the first one that drove me crazy. When bitches and shit, I was going crazy. I was young though, 16, 17, 18 years old. 
you know, I'm 34 years old and I'm very, very much and very big about growing, you know, because anything that's not growing is dead. I try to say that on and off during these podcast episodes. I'm not perfect. I'm not where I want to be. But for goodness gracious, segment for, for, for if I'm if nothing else, every single day I'm trying to read something new. I'm trying to learn something new. I'm trying to open my mind to new ideas and opinions, even if I don't agree with them myself. I'm always trying to become the best version of myself, which means that by the time you reach a certain age, you got to put that bullshit to the side. You can't be running around here losing your fucking self. I know you can't help who you love. I'm not stupid. First of all, I'm a Sagittarius. I'm loyal to whatever fans, family, but especially to somebody that I love. There's nothing more than, you know, being loved and, 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 and loving in return, okay? But at the same time, it's like you can't lose yourself every single time with every single person. At some point, you have to be able to understand that they don't want you. Some of the best revenge that I ever got on people is like when they say they don't want me or when they say they don't want to talk to me anymore. I don't give them no problems. I give them all the space in the world that they need. And really, the space that I'm giving them is not necessarily space so much as I didn't cut you off. I don't even have to say, like, when my, when my ex-bestie said that to me, uh, um, I don't even know why I bother with you, but it was just like, come on, girl, really? That's enough, you know what I'm saying? That's enough right there. Ain't nobody I got to say nothing like, fuck you, bitch. I'm out of here. I don't give no really warnings. I don't give no motherfucking, some people be doing long-ass speeches. And then there was that time, motherfucker, when you did that shit and I caught you with that bitch at the hotel, motel. Holiday in, you be like, oh my God, that was like 45 fucking years ago. You still talk about the same shit. I don't do that shit. You know, when I was younger, I would have did all that shit. But as you as you get older, you know, you, you learn better. You learn to do better. You know what I'm saying? And that's the whole point. You're too old for that shit. How long you want to still keep running around? You're going to be 54 years old fucking running around with a fucking dagger in the street talking about, come back here, nigga, and face me like a man. Like, <laughs> They gonna lock your ass up. <laughs> they gonna lock you up, bitch. Don't worry, I'll come see your ass. I'll write you too. And I'll send you some come. But they locking you the fuck up. You don't calm the fuck down. No man ever had me like that's what's my mom's like. I will be breaking down to the core. I'll throw my own pity party, put myself, you know, pass the fuck out, put myself on life support and everything, get myself revived back up. But it ain't never gonna be no thing. Like, I can't beg nobody to say. I don't know if it's a pride thing, but I've noticed that as I move on, like from my ex best friend and my first love, for example, <sighs> again, long relationships, people that I've seen every single day for several years. But as I moved on, I learned that I could live without them. You see what I'm saying? And when you start to live without people, once they, once they, once they made that wish and you kind of made it, they command, so to speak, and they seeing that you could live without them. It's like an ex. Every time you walk into an ex, they fucking shocked to death. You, you can still walk, talk, breathe in full sentences and shit. You're like, yeah, motherfucker, what the fuck? I was supposed to die, bitch? Of course I kept going on. But then they start to realize, like, damn, they, they really don't need me. It's not that I ever didn't need you. It's not that I ever told you to be gone. But you didn't fucking want me here. You know what I'm saying? It's something about that that just kind of empowers you and shows the people that try to kick you off to the curb that it's, it's they loss. It's really what I'm saying. It's nothing else to say, but it's they fucking loss. Everybody, it's y'all loss. Because I, I don't ever really kick nobody to the curb like that. Would tell, it is what it is. But as far as y'all loss. She's saying for the third one. She said, either way, you have to respect his decision. That's my other point. You can't make nobody stay with you. You don't own no damn body. 
Hell, my, my mother, as much as, as much as she got first rights to me, I still belong to God before I belong to her. I don't be, belong to nobody. You know what I'm saying? And nobody else belongs to anybody in particular. You can't possess her own no damn body. You're not a slave. She's not a slave. That's the problem where that, that psychotic mental starts to go over into uh, being obsessive and then possibly hurting or harming somebody or yourself as well. We know murder-suicide is real. But my point is um, you got to respect people's decisions. If the person is being serious and they're giving you a list of valid reasons why they want to break up, whether they don't feel like they, they, they mean that they're... Uh, at a point in their life, they got to focus on their career. Um, maybe y'all should see other people because they can't trust you for whatever reasons, whether it's all in their head or yours, um, whether it's because they just want to date other people and they feel they're too young right now for anything serious. It doesn't, there's a thousand reasons why. Breakups are difficult for everybody involved. You know what I'm saying? But you're not going to make it easier on anyone if you're begging somebody to stay all the time. And I'm going to take a quick break. But when I come back, I'm going to share a story of a friend of mine who begged somebody to stay that was getting ready to leave and how she shared with me um, later on that she wished that she never did that and she should have just let him go. See you all after the break. All right, we're back from break. So real quick, I'm going to tell you about um, a story about a friend of mine. So she and I went to the same grade school, the same high school, and then we separated during college, but we did stay in touch and tell each other our girl talk secrets and all that and get each other through some rough years. And the guy that she ended up losing her virginity to and ended up getting engaged to and having her first child with was someone that we went to high school with. So it was really like, I don't know, fairy tale. I guess every girl would like that. You know what I mean? To lose their virginity to someone that they eventually would marry and have a, or, or be engaged to get married to or whatever and have a child with. But during the course of the engagement, unfortunately, um, he cheated and he told her one day that he was getting ready to leave and he didn't want to be with her anymore. So when she was telling me the story, she said she literally begged and pleaded and cried, you know, like most people would be heartbroken. You want to try to work it out. I'm not saying that it's, you know, uncommon or unnatural to to want to try to work it out. But I mean, she went all the way out, you know what I mean? On her knees, begging, crying. And at that point, he was like, no, I'm already out the door. As a matter of fact, they lived together. He had stuff packed and they had their first child together and were living with their first child. So he was already packed, which led to a lot of suspicions because you guys should know by now that most men, if they do break up with you, it's kind of impulsive. So if you're living with someone and by the time they're telling you that they're packed, you know, not that they're leaving for the night and they have a double back. There's usually that something else is going on and they are with someone else. And so she, she found out that it was because of another woman. He was staying with another woman after that and everything. But as we were talking uh, one day over brunch, she shared with me that there was a time when they were in college, different colleges, but still dating, before they had their first child, where he did the same thing. He tried to break up with her then. And because she was so caught up with being in love with him and knowing him for so long, and I tell people all the time, it's the history and all that. People get caught up with that a lot of time. And I'm not saying history isn't important, but it's sometimes just like a part of your experience with them so much as it's not always just because you're not obligated to just stay with a bunch of people just because, you know, of course, there's history is something different that you have with them with other people. But you can't let that keep you hostage, you know, saying your emotions and your feelings and the way you live the rest of your life out. So long story short, she said that, um, she did the same thing that she did that the second time is the same thing she did the first time when they were in college was the same thing she did the final time he actually left was 
tell him, no, stay. We're going to work this out. We're going to, you know, we, well, I don't know why. We've been together all this time. You know what I'm saying? And just pretty much trying to hold on. or, or It's like trying to fit a piece of a puzzle into some place where it doesn't fit. And you're kind of like banging it with your fist because you're just so frustrated. You want it to work, but it doesn't fit. It's the same with like Cinderella and the glass slipper. Like everybody can want to try it on, but she had a certain type of size of foot and a certain type of shape of a foot that even though if you was a size six or seven like her or nine or damn near 13 or whatever, the point is like it, it just didn't fit you. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to make something fit that doesn't fit there. I mean, there was people in Cinderella trying to fit their size 23 feet in a size, you know, like seven shoe, risking bunions, corns, and hammer time, trying to be something that they were not destined to be. You know what I'm saying? You, some people need to understand there's better ahead. There is always better. And there's always someone else that comes along if you just give yourself the opportunity to. So long story short, she didn't let him go in college. And she kind of like, you know, they patched it up. But I guess it wasn't as patched up as she thought, because even after they had the first child, like I said, there was another incident where he said, I'm leaving. But this time it was for real, for real. And I'll never forget that she said to me at the brunch, and this is my entire point, but just being honest and heartfelt with me. She said, you know what, to be honest with you, I should have let him go then. I should have I should have let him go that time he tried to break up with me in college. That time when he told me that he could we couldn't be together. There was at two separate colleges, but they were still in touch and seeing each other, like along this relationship. She said that time that he told me that I should have believed him and just left it alone from then. Because this girl is not the type of girl. She's like just like him. He's handsome. She's attractive. They're both educated. You know they have great jobs and great futures ahead of them. You know what I mean? They're doing. They both both of them. They're most likely to succeed and everything. So it's not like they're two bum people or two people that don't got it going off one another. It's just at the end of the day, it's just like you sometimes you want to make shit fix so so fairy tale. And some people are so type A. Then we got to talk about the type A people that are just like everything is about image. So it's like if you break up with me now, it makes me look bad because everybody's like we're this power couple. Everybody's like how good we look together. And, you know, no matter how good some people may look together on the outside, that doesn't mean shit because there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. A lot of people could look good together and just don't have that kind of chemistry. A lot of people look like power couples and behind closed doors, you have no idea what's going on. And that's not to judge relationships because we all know relationships have ups and downs at the end of the day. But I'll never forget that she told me I should have just let him go. I should have let him go. It's not that she did, um, was unhappy to be a parent. She loved her son to the death of her. She's a great mom. But at the end of the day, like it could have spared her a lot of the heartache if she was just able to just, you know, let him go and trust the fact that there would be better. And trust me when I tell you, she's dropped dead. Court. You know, some of you don't know just how, how good you, you know, some of you bitches got it going on. Like you really got it going on. Not only are you good looking, because good looking could come, anybody could be good looking. Good looking come like a dime a dozen. If you're not good looking, there's a thousand things you could do. <laughs> I think we know there's like a trillion things you could do to make yourself good looking, at least until you go to sleep, wake up in the morning or the rain comes and wash away a lot of the shit. But, you know, it's, it's something you can do to make yourself more attractive. But some of you has got it really going on because your insides are just as beautiful as your outsides. You know what I'm saying? You got a good head on your shoulders. You don't let society take you astray. Even if you do, you know what I'm saying? You're independent women or men or whatever situation. You're working hard. You're good fathers or you're good mothers. You know what I'm saying? Like you might not be perfect. But damn it, you're not you're not trash. <laughs> you ain't trash, ho. It's been, oh, oh, I called you ho. My point is you ain't trash. And so that's my point, what I'm saying. So you don't need to be um, subjecting yourself to that stuff. So sometimes when you're holding on to people, you look a little needy. You come off as really needy. And maybe you're not. Maybe you're not even needy at all. But for some reason, some people just can't handle rejection. Some people, like I said, it's type A. They're just used to getting what they want, being exactly um, perfect so that they are what people want, whether it's a school they're applying to, a job that they're applying to, or a 9 out of 10 a relationship with people, their peers, 
professional relationships, you know, and when things don't go according to plan, they start losing their mind. This is why there's a fine line between being extremely infatuated with somebody and then going into obsession. You know what I'm saying? Obsession is real and it could harm and hurt other people. So now I'm going to finalize, uh, I'll close out with the rest of this article that she says. But um, it's, to me, like, I feel like you got to understand life. Like, when I was younger, rejection used to hurt me a lot. It's still, like, it still makes me feel away. I'm a human being. People have feelings. But at the end of the day, you have to understand that it's a part of life. It's the same way that there are, like, a thousand people that you said, listen, dude, like, you, you, could, you could never. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a, a guy like you could never with a girl like me. Like, you don't say it to them like that, but for the most part, you're just like, no. And you got to understand that you've made some people feel that way. And how would it be for them to turn around and just be showing up at your doorstep? Like, you know, whether you, you know, this is unattractive. It's unattractive sometimes to just keep going on like that. It's to the point that even if you get the person back, they pretty much got you right where they want you to the point that you so damn desperate. I said it. You're so damn desperate that, you know, at this point, they can get away with anything because at this point, you're going to be on your knees begging them to, you know, to stay. Also, she says here, it gives you the opportunity to reinvent yourself. She says, look at it this way. Now you have the time to focus on yourself and strengthen your relationships with your friends and family. Take all the energy you are using trying to keep your relationship going and disperse it amongst your loved ones as well as yourself. And I'm stressing as well as yourself. See the whole thing as a learning curve. See the whole thing as a learning curve and a valuable experience that's going to get you where you want to be in life. Needless to say, it doesn't all have to be negative. Why does it have to be the end of the world? <laughs> people? I mean, how sure it feels like it. Some people say breakups and stuff feel like death. I mean, some people's not even breaking up with people. They're just being rejected. The person just doesn't like you in that way. I feel like in this society, and especially with this hookup, because there's a lot of that going on. I don't care how good it is for 90 days. At some point, somebody's going to let you know that they're not into you in that way, and they don't want nothing to do with you. They got the best of you, whatever, and they're moving on. I mean, or whatever the situation is. And you, 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 we're all people trying to act cool, like, yeah, okay, cool, I get it. But at the end of the day, you have feelings and you have emotions. But... It does give you the opportunity to reinvent yourself because I say it all the time. You should always and constantly be working on yourself. Always. First of all, when you love yourself, you don't want just you. (laughs) When you love yourself and you find yourself in situations like this, whether you ask for it or not. And I said you didn't ask to be with to like somebody or be attracted to someone that didn't want you in that way. But if you love yourself, you are able to be like, I deserve better and I deserve more. So it's the same thing I'm saying. Like when you're breaking up with someone, it's a friendship. It could be anything. I used my uh, best ex-best friend as an example earlier. But the point is you got to start working back on yourself. We focus that energy onto something else. I just saw this post today. This girl was just saying um, something simpler about getting over your ex. I, I just happened to stumble on my timeline. And she's saying the first thing people do is drink themselves to death, smoke themselves to death. Of course, they you know, surround themselves with friends and all that stuff. But for the most part, a lot of the stuff that people do to cope is so self-destructive. It's like the energy that you're taking supposedly to self-medicate yourself, you're deteriorating yourself. It's like completely opposite because you're so caught up in why it's over. Sometimes if you let things go, it comes back and falls into place. And whatever's meant to be is going to be. That's the other thing. If it ain't meant to be, you're just going to be killing and losing yourself in the process. Whatever is meant to be is going to be. And ain't nothing that nobody can do about it. No matter what bitch or the guy is with the person at the, at the moment right now, what's meant to be will be. And that's all that you can say about that. Oh, that's what I believe any damn way. So why are you sitting there busting yourself and killing yourself up? There's a lot of people that meet people later on down the road and they be like, I don't know what the fuck I was crying about when I lost my motherfucking ex. I was like sick to my damn stomach when I lost this nigga or this woman or this man. It doesn't matter. The point is, as soon as the relationship was over, I was like beside myself with grief. 
I really thought it was the end of the world, but then you meet somebody. And that somebody doesn't necessarily have to be somebody that you're going to go all the way with as far as getting married and starting a family. But it'll be somebody that'll bring you some joy to your life that might give you like if, if your self-esteem is down with some people usually is at this point because maybe they're still working on the self-thing love and it, it, it's the self-love thing. It's not really working. Or they're not applying as much time to it, so it's not really working. But if you can find somebody that can make you smile and find somebody to make you feel like the grass is... It's not always greener, but for the most part that, you know, there's hope and there's people out here that actually do like you. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole thing. It's like if you give yourself a chance to focus more on the people who do like you, whether it's friendship-wise, family-wise, professional-wise, or dating-wise, you'd be more... You'd be just so much better off. Especially when you focus on yourself. I like what um, Ru always say, Mama Ru and Uncle Ru, whatever. Auntie Ru, Uncle Ru, pick one. Um, you always say, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else, child? And it's just so true. You got to always be working on you. You got to love you. You got to know that you deserve better and more. Like she says here, you deserve to be with somebody who wants you back. I said that in the beginning. Everybody deserves to be with somebody that loves them, yo. I hate to see mismatched people or people that's like, you know, people outgrow one another. And people try to be honest and say, I'm outgrowing you. They might not say it in the best ways. They might not show it in the best ways. It might come out through a scandal of, a ch of, of um, infidelity or something else like that. But for the most part, you know, people try. There are people who try and there's just some people that just won't let them go. And then what happens is you force somebody to pretend they're feeling something they're not feeling anymore. And that's why nothing good could possibly come from it. But yeah, you deserve to be with someone who loves you back. If you think about it, the person that is kicking you to the curb or what's going to do with you, friendship or man or woman, actually did you a big favor. Who the hell want to be with somebody who don't want to be with them? Nobody. You deserve to be with somebody, man or woman, who chooses you every single day. And not because they're bored or they have nothing else to do or because like you're really accessible and in and, and, and the palm of their hand right now. But someone who... Um, wants to be there and nine and lastly she says you never know what the future holds that's what i'm saying you never know what could happen you're getting better in this time you're transforming you're growing you might cross paths with the person later on if you're able to keep a, a steady line of um, communication or friendship that's respectful maybe things will change but if nothing else changes at least you know one for nothing there's nothing bad about getting yourself together loving yourself together and focusing time on yourself nothing but good can come from this I'm trying to tell you the positive energy that comes around the people you're going to attract is going to change your life. And eventually you're going to run into somebody. Okay. And um, you can't run into that or you can't experience in those new things if you keep holding yourself up on somebody that 9 out of 10 ain't even thinking about you like that. That's the whole point at the end of the day. I used to have to learn to tell myself to hurt. my. I used to try to hurt <clears throat> my own feelings. When I had to get over people, I had to really think about, I probably traumatized myself thinking about all the messed up things they did or they said to me. I had to really make myself sit there. All those times where I was sitting there trying to justify to the, you know, I can't wait till my daughter run home to me and be like, and I'd be like, girl, I don't like, but mom, I love him. Oh God. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. I rebuke that in Jesus name. I can't wait till my son come running through the house. But mom, I love her. If motherfuckers is 14, 15, I can't wait till I experience that motherfucking shit. Because I'm going to have to tell my kids, I know a thousand times from the time they're young, you're going to have your whole life to live. You're going to meet so many other people. I'm not saying don't like this girl, don't like this boy. But I'd be damned if I'm going to raise my kids to be from, from young. Who was in my boy? Listen, listen, damn it. Listen, listen. First of all, sit down, shut the fuck up, have a glass of water. Take this damn tissue, wipe your fucking nose. All right? It ain't that serious, boy, girl. Fuck is wrong with you? You chop those children. 
I ain't gonna have none of my children running around here. Oh no, no, they're gonna be like, listen, I need to have a nervous breakdown. Can I come to your house? my mother's home and she'll drop kick me in my throat. I ain't got time for that shit. You too good for that? It's like my mother used to tell me all the time. My mother be like, listen, every time I tell you somebody, she be like, you know, I hope he knows what he got. <laughs> She's like, I know he. I hope he knows he got a beautiful girl and that you ain't shit. You ain't like trash. You know, she used to always say that. And even if I didn't feel it, because you know, as you're growing up, you feel different ways about yourself you go through that awkward phase you don't necessarily feel like confident you know I didn't really get confident until probably like my early 20s and all that so you know you just kind of like yeah 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 whatever I'm gonna just be like shoot because you know I got a good pot here my mother doesn't she doesn't have she look she's not gonna curse nobody she got pots she got good heavy sturdy ass pots made of good solid I don't know what kind of metals they is and she'll knock a nigga out She's like, because I got a pot here, and I'll knock him. I'll be like, yes, mother, I know. And it makes you feel good. It's just like if, 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 a, if a dad or, or, or a big brother or something told you, you know, you're, you're beautiful. And don't be hanging out with trash like that. But the point at the end of the day is, you deserve to be with somebody who wants you back. Stop trying to force things that don't fit because you're so comfortable with it. Because you're comfortable with something doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best thing for you okay and um i guess that's pretty much all i wanted to say i know i have some notes down on paper but i think i pretty much touched on it don't settle is pretty much what it comes down to at the end of the day you don't want to be settling and you deserve more yeah so that's it let me see Oh, the last thing I've, I wanted to say is I've never regretted respecting anyone's wishes for me to poof disappear. I mean, like I'm good at it now. As you better, okay, we better watch what you say to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't gonna give anyone it, and it's only because I'm gonna have to go off of what you say. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna use all that hurt and that pain. I'm gonna focus all that energy into doing what you say and granting your wishes. But one thing I ain't in no damn stalk, and I never regretted it because. I just feel like if you want to believe in the universe, but I believe in God, I always get better back. You know what I mean? Like, I get back what I receive. People who generally want to be around me who would never talk to me. Not, not when they would never talk to me. That's just they, don't, they wouldn't because they don't feel that way about me. That I'm tired of you go away or whatever the situation is. You know, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to date you anymore. This is regular people that just want to be around. So, on that note, <laughs> I'll see you all next time here on Chapel's Comfort.